Okay, friends, it's festival and concert season, and you know it's all about the boots this year. That's why you need to make Tacova's your number one place for festival style this spring. And don't forget to shop their seasonal and limited edition offerings, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. We love Tacova's. They have a first wear comfort, which basically means there's no break in period. It's the best thing ever. So stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personal. Personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's really no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, though, just visit tecovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and they ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. We all need a little extra health booth sometimes, and Fleur Marche makes it easy for us to supercharge our wellness. Their botanical wellness patches have been such a fun addition to our routine. We just stick them on wherever we want. They have them for sleep, relaxation, focus, and other things. And the patch delivers ingredients to your body in a subtle but effective way, and the results last up to 12 hours. Fleur Marche also has botanical gummies and their new organic nutritional powder, Green Machine. They only use the best ingredients and are tested for potency, contaminants, and heavy metals before and after production. And one of our favorite things, we also love that the company is founded and inspired by women with the mission of helping us feel 100% every single day so that we can have full energy and crush it every day. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code for the girls at checkout. Orders over $50 also get free shipping. Go to fleurmarche, F-L-E-U-R-M-A-R-C-H-E.com. Use code for the girls for 20% off your first order. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to For the Girls. I'm Chessa. I'm Tiggy. And today we are beyond excited to be sitting down with an incredible driver and a 10 out of 10 personality in the motorsport world, <laughs> Pato Award. He is currently an IndyCar driver with Arrow McLaren. He has four full seasons under his belt doing that. And prior to that, he competed in a lot of different amazing series. He was the 2018 Indy Next by Firestone champion. And in addition to being a full-time IndyCar driver, He's also the F1 reserve driver for McLaren. So you definitely have a lot going on. Yeah. Thank you for the invite. <laughs> Pato, thanks for joining. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for the <laughs> for the great invite to this amazing podcast. Uh, <laughs> is it the – I feel like we've done one before or is yeah. it the first one? No, we saw you at Laguna Seca. In um, person. Exactly. In person. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which was a blast. So yeah, we were okay. in the media pen there. We did some fun questions. So. Yeah. So. too. <laughs> Busy, busy. Busy's good. <laughs> busy is good. So tell us first about your off season. How have you enjoyed that? Do you have a kind of rose or thorn of your off season so far? No, just uh, well, I had a I had a very packed year up until mid December. So as soon as I was done in December sixteenth was my like first day off, and um, I was just so excited to do nothing. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to hear about picking up a dumbbell. I didn't want to <laughs> hear from really anybody. Like everybody that called me or texted me at that at that time didn't really get a response. 
That's so <laughs> fair, though. I just I wanted to turn off my like I spent I spent too much time during the year just like you know always having to having to do this and do that and now we have to do this and so I was like I don't want to see a camera I don't want to just I don't want any technology around me I wanted to be outside then it got like cold and muggy so then I couldn't really be outside so I just enjoyed my dogs and um and oh, tried to great. keep up with eating well yeah but that's it. I really, it was, it was not a boring off season, but like a very toned down off season. Well, you also went to Abu Dhabi towards the end of last year and you did an F1 test. So how was that? Yeah, that was really good. I've always enjoyed going to, to that side of the world. Um, it's definitely different. Uh, it's, it's, it's a really cool event. Uh, you know, speaking of how Abu Dhabi just embraces the Formula One finale there, and um, it's a, an enjoyable track to drive. I got to to drive it um, first time actually in a GP3 car in 2016, 2017, and then my next time was 2021 in the Formula One car, and um, so that was very enjoyable. I was over there for like ten days, so that was cool and. Just a lot of traveling, to be honest, like from September to December, I think I ended up doing like 120 hours of flying-ish, 130 hours of flying. So it's quite a bit for me in four months, was that? Yeah, four months. So um, I was excited not to touch an airport for at least four weeks. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, (laughs) time at home with the dogs is well-deserved after all of that. So... For your FP1, how did you prepare for that? What, how different is your Indy car and that mindset? And then jumping into the McLaren F1 car, how did you prepare for that? So the FP1, so there was a lot of like simulator sessions beforehand. Um, well, not a lot, but like a day, I think I did. Yeah, I did a day. Um, and it's more than, more than, a session being for like for me it's more of a session to help the team because they obviously don't have one of the race drivers in it um for that so you kind of you kind of get to do all the dirty work so you get to do all the right hat scans you get to do um different uh setup changes are we going to use this wing are we going to use this wing not like indycar where where we don't really we can't really move or change parts on the car other than ultimately in the suspension kind of things, the F1 is, is fairly free, so they always come with with a lot of um, with a lot of options uh, to to these races. So uh, I was I was basically doing that, you know, just trying to gather as much information in as many laps as I could um, in order to help Lando uh, being or not having to kind of say, ah, you know, the car is not in the window in practice too. Mm-hmm. So it was all about helping helping that side of the gar- the garage kind of not have an issue mm-hmm. uh going into p2 and just making it as smooth as possible and then i had my my proper go at, at the test um which was two days after the race that sounds like definitely a lot of responsibilities on the reserve driver side like a lot of things for you to have to think about how do you juggle those responsibilities like with the travel with all of that work while you're at an f1 race weekend but also being a full-time indycar driver as well um, so luckily 
I mean, I don't know if it's luckily because I'd like the IndyCar schedule to be uh, a, a little bit more spread out, to be honest. Mm. Um, but I mean, we end in mid September, so there's like five months of nothing uh, for all the IndyCar drivers. So <laughs> as soon as the the IndyCar schedule is done, I can kind of not forget about it, but like I I don't really have to cater to it at all. Um, this year or this past 2023 was slightly different because of all the hybrid testing that we were trying to get done. So right. there was a lot of back and forth from Europe to America to, to do all those tests. Um, but if it wasn't for the hybrid engine, I probably wouldn't have even driven an IndyCar up until, well, up until next week. So um, <laughs> that really, it, it kind of just allowed me to not, disconnect but focus more on the formula one stuff and yeah like keep it a little bit more yeah separate. exactly and, and indycar really has it's, it's second nature so for for me it doesn't take a lot to to kind of get into the groove with that so you know one or two laps uh and you're pretty much already there so um yeah with with the f1 stuff just trying to not a new skill i would call it but it's just a new way of of working and a new way of of kind of um reading a different race car uh that's where my focus mainly goes as soon as i'm done with indycar besides the actual driving do you feel like the teams themselves and the whole setup is just super different just like the day the day plan and how things are ordered and how everything works um well for example a formula one weekend compared to an indycar weekend um from the ones that i've been to which is like austin mexico um they have a really nice schedule so they don't have to get to the track until probably engineers probably get there like 8 30 or 9 um i guess uh, mm. maybe 8 a.m is if like practice is at 11 30 or whatever that's probably when they're arriving or maybe a little bit more I don't, I don't quite know but as in for the drivers it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty nice schedule and very like very nice mm -hmm. and spaced out kind of thing. Um, in IndyCar, like, I mean, a lot of the times it's kind of like be at the truck at 7 a.m. And it's like, okay. So that <laughs> that is definitely a big difference from one to the other, just the scheduling um, and how each program is kind of spaced out through the weekend. Uh, F1 has like, three practices we used to have three now we only have two uh the qualifying is fairly similar um it's not identical but it's very close um our races are a lot longer than formula one like yeah our our races are a lot longer in indycar so that's a that's a difference and you know just the way of working is You've got different tools to work with, so you can't have the same approach from F1 in IndyCar, and then you can't have the same approach in IndyCar to Formula One because the way that you can develop a car is completely different. So that you you'd right. expect it to be a very different way of kind of working through, just because what's available is just completely different. Totally. So something else you did over off season a little bit different than maybe what a typical race car driver does is go to New York fashion week. Tell us about that experience. And <laughs> what was the highlight of that? Were you starstruck by anybody? 
No, I I really, I mean, I enjoy fashion. Um, my sister's kind of the one that got me on the fashion train. Yeah. Uh, like, I, it's very rare if I see her, like, in so, what I'm wearing right now. I got this hoodie in the airport, actually, leaving Detroit because I had forgotten my jacket. <laughs> um, but I'm not saying that it's, like, ultra fashion. It's absolutely not. I just finished the workout. But um, she's the one that kind of got me on, on, like, having fun with outfits, I guess. Um, so I've really grown to love it and really grown to, to enjoy it. Um, the only bad part about it is sometimes it gets fairly pricey. Um, but other than that, it's, it's, it's cool. It's something different and something that I'd like to incorporate into, like into a race weekend. I don't know exactly when, but it's just an idea that, 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 that I had or not really that I had. It's, I think we see it a lot with like NFL. We see it a lot with Formula One. Um, but like IndyCar really does nothing of that. So I think it's cool to kind of yeah. merge both worlds and, uh, and just have fun with it. Like that's the point. It's not really to like, mm, look at my outfit. Exactly. No, it's just like have fun with it. Uh, you know, get people excited about maybe what, what they're going to see you wearing on, on certain race day or whatever. So yeah, I've, um, I like it. I had fun. I, I, uh, I went with my sister, um, she was the one that was taking all the videos and the pictures. Cause, uh, I couldn't yeah. really take it myself. <laughs> so, uh, so that was uh, no, it's cool. Like, and I know she really enjoys that. So, uh, she was a perfect person to bring with me. Did you Did you like New York? I love New York. I think New York. So I used to not like New York at all. Um, okay, we'll pretend. We both love New York. Years, by the way, I've grown. <laughs> So I've grown to love New York because I feel I feel like my life pace is yeah. the same as New York. So back in the day when it wasn't that intense, I was just overwhelmed by New York and kind of just like I just want peace and quiet. But when I'm there working, um, I think it's fabulous. I think it's awesome. I, I, I really like it. Everybody's on their own kind of on their own juju, you know, like they don't, they don't judge and you're just, yeah, you're just on your, you're on your program and, uh, very different to like LA. Um, but I, I, I really like it. I, I like to go to New York. I don't know if I'd like to live there. Like if I have nothing to do that day and I'm in New York, um, like when I have nothing to do and I have three days off, I go to the opposite end of what New York has to offer. <laughs> I go to peace. I don't want to see a car. I don't want to see, I don't want to see anybody. I want to wake up and I just, I don't want to see cars on the road. <laughs> like I go to the extreme of peace. So, um, that's fair. That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, that's I like what it. Central I Park is for the middle of Central yeah. Park. You won't see a single car. <laughs> Maybe just a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's a good it's a good spot. But so you had quite the season last year. You finished fourth in the championship with a career best of seven podium finishes throughout the season. What did you learn from last season? How are you taking that into twenty twenty four? What did I learn? <laughs> just because you didn't have a race win doesn't mean you had a bad exactly. year. That's a great lesson. Uh, that's probably the that's probably the biggest learning curve learning not learning curve but just uh, realization um, because we did have a really good season like double the podiums we've ever had in a season 
you know, in the past we've had two two race wins with like three podiums or four, four podiums. But this time we had seven podiums, uh, no race wins, but it, it it was a more consistent, um, I guess, season um, looking at it as a whole. And I feel like the way that we fought back after having a really tough time, like end of May into June. Um, like that was that was a, a I mean we had two DNFs in a row, which are just destroy your yeah. championship. Um, so that I think that that just it makes us feel good about like how we recovered because um, you know other than the Ganassis we you know we were we were the next guy. So um, there's just little things we have to clean up, but I, I don't think we're far off at all. And you've got a new teammate this year. How are you feeling about that? <laughs> yeah, so I know David actually uh, from karting because we raced nice. together uh, quite a few times at nationals and uh, super nets, maybe. So like quite a bit, quite a bit of, of karting together. And um, cool guy. I mean, I, I I've known his dad as well for for a long <laughs> time. And um, Henry, super super cool guy. And um, <laughs> Just uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think he's really gonna gonna come out of his shell with the atmosphere at McLaren Racing as a whole. Um, so yeah, I think he'll be a great addition. That's so amazing. Yeah, we were there the weekend in Laguna Seca when they um, announced everything, and it was really cool. I think you guys already have some really good chemistry. Yeah. Okay, so if we talk a little bit about kind of growing up and where you're from. So you're from Monterrey in Mexico, and you split your time and you growing roll up. you your R's. Well, I was born in Mexico too, Monterrey. <laughs> so I do speak Spanish. Yeah, yeah I was uh, <laughs> born and raised in Monterrey, Mexico. And uh, then when I was like 11, I moved to Texas, which is just a hop from Monterrey and um that's what really turned into home, I'd say, Texas. Do you feel like your um, karting and like your path to IndyCar really came alive in San Antonio as well? Because I know that there is a decent amount of motorsport culture in Mexico and those fans love you as well. So how have you kind of seen both of those worlds? No, absolutely. Like I still, um, what I miss most about Mexico is the language and the people, but I don't have to be in Monterey in order for me to feel like home, if that makes any sense. So, like, um, I spend a yeah. lot. Uh, yeah, I spend a lot of time in uh, in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, uh, which I mean, I wasn't born there. I was, I just I go there because I, I really like going there, and uh, and I feel like home. So for me, uh, any time that I have time off, I always go to Mexico. Always, 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 because that's that's what I I miss the most. Um, San Antonio has has turned into home for me because that's where my parents are and that's where my family is. So I've uh, I've always said family is uh, sorry home is where your family is. It doesn't matter where it is. Um, but it's you know even if I'm not in Mexico, like for example, Long Beach is a massive market for me. Yeah. Uh, like I feel like I'm racing in Mexico there because <laughs> I've got so many people coming out to support and exactly. so many Mexican flags, a lot of native, you know, Spanish speaking people. So for me, it's, uh, it's really cool to see that growth over the past few years because it's been exponential. It's been really, really 
strong uh, year after year. So every year that we go into these into these markets that we've seen a lot of growth from, we're like, you know, I wonder what it's going to be like this year. And um, yeah, so it's, uh, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I'm so used to being on the road and being on a plane. Like for me, it's more about having, you know, your loved ones around you other than rather than like being at a at a specific place. Yeah, the Mexican motorsport fans are very special. They're very, very loyal. And we we were at a race in Austin, an F1 race in Austin, and there was a ton of Mexican fans there too. I feel like they're just really sticky and they really connect with their drivers and really love them and support them through a lot. So that's good for you. That's amazing. Yeah, they're super passionate. They are they are some of the most passionate fans or they're the most passionate fans that I've ever come across. Um, and, and it's sometimes it's definitely overwhelming because they've just got so (laughs) much energy and passion, but it is like, that's, that's what ultimately kind of elevates the experience for a driver. Totally. Well, we loved your selfie with Checo at Abu Dhabi. How, how's your relationship with Checo? Do you chat with him much or, um, yeah, how's that been? No, it's good. We we don't really chat a lot during the year because I know he's busy. Um, and, you know, just like I'm doing my things, I know I'm sure he's doing his. So um, anytime that I'm over at a Formula One paddock, I always try and stop by and say hello. Um, but it's definitely it's definitely not like a monthly communication or anything. Like I'll yeah. see him once a year, really. Awesome. Well, we want to chat a little bit about McLaren launches. So you all are set to launch your livery soon. We also saw, obviously, McLaren did the hard launch of the F1 livery yesterday on social media. So tell us what you can about your launch events coming up um, and the livery. I was shocked. Like, <laughs> so you oh didn't know God. it was coming. <laughs> I, I know. I had no idea. Like, I kept seeing these videos. And I was like, wait, they, they launched it. <laughs> so I was not aware at all. Um, until I like, I was like, yeah, they launched it. Okay. So (laughs) my, my car gets launched on February 8th. Uh, the first team car, which I believe is Rossi is February 6th. Um, and then, uh, David is the seventh and, um, well, you'd expect it to look somewhat close to the design of the formula one car, I guess. Um, I love the look of mine. Uh, I think it looks fantastic, uh, <laughs> as, as it always does. Um, you know, very aggressive, very, uh, very me. I'd say, like, <laughs> I feel like when people see that car, they can always tell that it's me. Um, so, so that's cool. And yeah, we're gonna be going to some events or, uh, prior to the launch. I'm sure we're going to be talking about it there at, a, I believe, a Pacers game. And we're going to, uh, to Monster Jam, see some trucks fly. And nice. Yeah. That sounds really fun. Um, okay, so one thing we always love to do on this podcast is wrap up with some fun hot takes or rapid fire questions. So we're going to ask you some questions. They're really, really hard. Good luck. Just kidding. Um, but they're going to be yep. fun little hot questions, so we will we will begin. Okay, so we read somewhere that one of your favorite foods is chilaquiles, so I have a lot of questions about that. First of all, red or green? Green. Good, correct answer. And then chicken or eggs? 
So both. So I not know. together, but I trade. So I'll do eggs okay. and then I'll do chicken, but both. Okay. So eggs but always green. For lunch. Always green. <laughs> always green. Okay. Awesome. How about race you're most looking forward to this season? Indy 500. Yeah. Hard to top that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm back up with a food question. We read somewhere also that you like sushi. Uh, spicy tuna roll or spicy salmon roll? Spicy tuna. Okay. Okay. Funniest nicknames people have for you? Mm, potato, probably. <laughs> uh, like Felix, Felix always kept saying potato and then he called himself Frotato. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, why did he call you potato? Um, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I can't remember. I can't remember who started it, but they just started calling me potato tater. So, so if someone's like, "Hey, tater," like you'll turn, you'll answer to that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, okay. How about favorite hometown wreck, either from San Antonio and or from Monterrey? Favorite recommendation from San Antonio is um, mm, Chamagaucha. Okay. Or or Brazil. They're like a Brazilian steakhouse, really, really good. And for Monterrey, honestly, I love Tacos Alfaro. It's a takeout, so you just Ooh. pick up and it's just like steak and they send you like uh, sauces, tortilla. It's so good. That sounds yeah. amazing. That sounds yeah. so good. So I know you didn't want to touch a dumbbell in December or for at least the beginning part of your off season, but what's your favorite workout or exercise during the off season? You had to pick one. Uh, if I have to pick a favorite, <laughs> definitely not the neck. The neck the neck is just a torture, <laughs> torture machine. Um, oof. Um, definitely not like running. Like I enjoy running, not every day. Um, I think it's very good for the mind, but I wouldn't pick that as my favorite. Ah, it's just probably something to do with where like you use your like upper body, your core, like just probably a, a, an exercise that uses your whole uh, your whole body like uh, I, I think the landmines are, are pretty cool so you basically have this like bar <laughs> you put a weight on it and then you just like you're you have to like turn with it so you're just you're using yeah. all of your core your arms your legs um, chest back so I think that, that I think that one's a, a very good overall uh, exercise okay Tiggy maybe we'll try it Probably yeah, <laughs> we were talking to Max Verstappen's former trainer yesterday, and he said that Max can hold a neck plank for a minute, <laughs> which sounds terrifying. Really? No, but it's, yeah. it's good. That's what you have to do. That's what you I need. I would just buckle and, and get really hurt. So I don't know. Maybe we'll try that too. Who knows? <laughs> uh, well, Pado, thank you so much for taking the time. We are so excited for your upcoming season um, and just continuing to follow you. You're doing so amazing. And you have a lot of fans in all of our listeners. So uh, this has been really fun. Yeah. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> have fun. Enjoy the year. <laughs>
Yeah. I'm just around 